calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello, I'm Steve Horan, Head of University Relations and Private Wealth at CFA Institute, and I am joined here today at our 2011 annual conference in Edinburgh, Scotland with Melvin Escudero. Melvin is CEO of Eldorado Investments, a consulting and asset management advisory firm for Latin America. He's a professor at the Universidad del Pacifico, a CFA program partner. And uh, he's also formerly a regulator for the Peruvian pension fund industry and has great insights into the whole Latin American market. So thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Steve. You spoke today at a session at the uh, annual conference and you were talking about emerging markets and a lot of the discussion revolved around opportunities in the emerging markets. And um, I was wondering if you could speak a little bit to what does it mean to be an emerging market in today's world? And is that any different than what it meant to be an emerging market 15, 20 years ago? Uh, actually, we see in perspective, long term, uh, the, the, what markets was in the past emerging. So in the 200 years, US, US market was emerging market also in the early years of the 20th century. So the, the center of the world of that years was England. But uh, in the late 80s, most of the Asian developed economies right now were also emerging markets. So the name of emerging market, I believe, is related to transitional economies that uh, are in the process to reach developed states in the markets in different uh, sectors and, of course, in the macroeconomic situation and the political situation and the social situation. So right now, uh, this is not new. It's, it's, it's the history of evolution in, in the global economy. But right now, many markets, because the integration of the markets has been going very fast, the globalization, the communication development, and the need from developed market companies, basically the multilateral companies, multinationals that are allocating money, uh, trying to take advantage of global possibilities, is uh, being reinforcing the, the unification of the economies. So considering this long-term trend, right now the emerging market has uh, in a very good position Right now, after this big recession, 2008-2009, the emerging markets are recognized as a growing economies. Actually, China leading the emerging market world, Brazil, Russia, the BRICS, and the other economies are growing very fast, in a size that is close to three times higher than US, Europe, or Japan. So that means for asset allocation, as a global play, a very important thing to see and to participate. 
So what is happening is that emerging Asia, led by China, India, and emerging Latin America, emerging Europe, and recently Africa, which is seen as like a frontier market, have captured the global attention for allocation of money. And the reason is very important, because if you see global trends, and if you see how the pie is shared between developed economies and emerging markets, considering population, of course, emerging markets have more population, more better demographics than the developed world, by far. Yes, China and India have half of the world populations. So uh, the other important aspect is the GDP. If you see the portion of the GDP that the emerging markets right now uh, are explaining in, in the total pie, this is close to 40%. But how much of the capital market monies, pension funds, mutual funds, banks, are allocated to emerging markets? That is below 15%. And you see, uh, for example, in equity markets, the MECI Global Index, uh, that represents like 13% of the total index. So it's not reflecting the potential of growth and its position for future uh, asset allocation. So I believe that there is like a big phenomenon right now is that uh, the developed markets asset managers are beginning to recognize that they need to diversify, diversify uh, globally. It's not only a US-based history or Europe-based history is trying to diversify in the next 10 to 20 years to the emerging market worlds. The big question is how, when, and if right now the risk of inside these new emerging markets deserve the actual allocation on, on, this, uh, on these markets. Looking uh, specifically at Latin America, I wonder if you see capital market structures um, that are particularly important to facilitating this growth in this globalized economy where capital flows uh, more quickly. Everybody knows that the, 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 the fundamental base for profits that drive the economy comes from companies. And companies make this profit because they have consumption they sell products to somebody. So it's, this is very important because in most cases, uh, the markets don't recognize this very simple concept. So in Latin America, uh, we have passed during the last two centuries uh, a very complex political and social situation. So we, we sometimes were in prosperity and sometimes in recession. So this pendulum between one situation to the other, it have created a, a, a very uh, huge uncertainty about Latin America. And that's because many people that know the region recognize that we are very rich on basic factors, demographics and natural resources. And so most of the investors in the past tried to take advantage of that, but because of this pendulum in politics and in social situation, most of them had bad experience losing a lot of money. But the situation has changed. Since the early 90s, some economies in the region have embraced market reforms 
and a, a very fundamental integration to the global economy. I mean countries like Brazil, like Chile, like Colombia, Peru, and Mexico. There are another, other countries that are going in, in the other direction, giving the state more uh, power and more intervention in the economy, like Venezuela, Argentina, Bolivia, or Ecuador. But uh, I believe that the other five countries will be like the five stars, shining stars in Latin America, like the tiger in, in Asia in the 80s or 90s. Shifting from the company perspective and the focus on real assets to the investor's perspective with a sort of a focus on financial assets, do you see a role for standards like the Global Investment Performance Standards, GIPS, in, in the development of Latin American markets? Yes. Uh, this is a very important uh, question because uh, in the recent past, uh, many countries, these five countries, have created the environment to, to develop not only a, a strong banking system, a good financial sector, but also a good capital market sector. You know, there is a relationship between development and the capital market sharing of the total pie in financing. I mean, in US, for example, or Europe or Asia, the average how the markets finance the corporation is banking is close to 20% right now, and the capital market explains close to 80% of the financing process in the United States. But in Latin America, it's exactly the opposite. At this point in time, banking sector explains 80, 85%, and only the capital market like 15 or 20%. So if these economies will grow in the future, for sure, that equation will change, and the capital market will gain participation on, on, on this uh, financing process in the economy. But the key factor is that uh, some reforms in the region, especially related to the pension plans and to the capital markets, have created a very good environment to reinforce the cycle of development in the capital markets. Uh, the introduction of defined contribution privately run pension plans, first in Chile in the 80s, later in Peru, Colombia, and Mexico, have created a huge pockets of local saving. This means like financial independence from our countries, from the traditional foreign uh, loans that created many, in each crisis, a huge constraint in liquidity and a recession for sure in our markets. But with this local money that is invested mainly in local markets, we are not only hedging that possibility in the long run, but also we are also with the pocket of money creating the development of local capital markets. So these pension plans right now represent a lot portion of the local saving. In average, it's close to 75% of the local saving. So the way this money is invested is very important. In this process, you, we need to recognize that Latin American countries are transitional economies. So that means that they are beginning to copy and implement the architecture that was successful for US market or for Europe. 
So the incorporation of best practices in that process is a key issue. It could save us a lot of years of uh, process trying and error during the development of the market. So when I was a regulator, I tried to introduce international best practice in investments and in risk management for these new asset managers, the pension fund managers, and also mutual fund managers, insurance company managers, and banking sector. The introduction of these best practices could save a lot of time and will create, of course, more uh, growth. Gibbs could play this role in Latin America, and I believe it's very important, especially for asset allocation and the benchmarking process of all these new portfolio managers. Another implication of uh, globalization. So, Melvin, thank you very much for being here and sharing your insights into the, the markets and in, and in Latin America. Thank you very much. And thank you. To browse our catalog of other multimedia products, visit us on the web at cfawebcasts.org. Copyright 2011, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.